June 27th, 2021. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Pals. Your hosts, Drew Gittins, Nick Lippert, Marty Kepler, Matt Bolden. Nick? How we doing, boys? I think we're doing good. <laughs> boys, I I'm need a response. Well. I'm we're, asking we're, how you're doing. I, th- I think we're doing about as well as we can be on a Sunday evening. <laughs> All things considered. I'm, I'm, I'm alive. Happy to be here with you guys. Hey man, Sunday. Go ahead, yeah, Nick. No, go ahead, please. I, I want to know where that was going. I was just gonna say, <laughs> some days being alive is is a win in and of itself. <laughs> I was gonna say, I set, I set my wallet on fire this afternoon, so I feel pretty decent about that. <laughs> Better than setting a uh, jersey on fire, uh, like they are here in Philly to Ben Simmons. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are live here Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv backslash fantasy football pals. And we got another great show planned today. We are finishing up our dynasty wide receiver rankings with 11 to 40. And if you missed our last show, we revealed our top 10 wide receiver dynasty rankings. But just to recap, number one, we have Tyree Kill, number two, Devontae Adams because of Matt, three, AJ Brown. Four, Stefan Diggs. Five, Calvin Ridley. Six, DK Metcalf. Seven, Justin Jefferson. Eight, DeAndre Hopkins. Nine, Michael Thomas. And ten, Allen Robinson. And if you did miss that episode, you can always hear the broadcast and all of our past broadcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast by just searching Fantasy Football Pals. And with that, we got a lot to get into. So without further ado... Marty with the news. Marty! Thank you, Nicholas. All right. First bit of news. Aaron Rodgers has not been showing up for the mandatory training camp. Yeah, that's things are looking a little rocky over there. Okay. Calvin Ridley, small foot surgery, but should be good to go for training camp. No real concern there. Gus the Bus Edwards <laughs> got received a two-year, $10 million extension uh, in Baltimore. Todd Gurley visits Detroit and Baltimore. Very interesting. And there's rumors that Zach Ertz might be getting traded over to the Buffalo Bills. All good things. Lots of news. Who, who is Buffalo's tight end? Charles oh. Blaine. Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox, correct. Yep. The chosen one. (laughs) Great content right there. (laughs) I was was high high on Dawson Knox, man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Michael was a Dawson Knox truther. I was. I really was. There's a there's a there's a a couple dynasty pedestals that we've 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 Uh, we've staked our claim on Michael and I. Dawson Knox, Royce Freeman. Um, the key, the key of the dream, Butler. Oh wow! Oh, long, long, long may they reign. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Marty, what were you saying, Gus the Bus? Edwards, two-year, ten million dollar extension in Baltimore. So, so he's the running back one there, right? Is that, that's the that, yes, <laughs> that is what it. No, he's a okay. running back. Running back too. Lamar Jackson is the one, and then he's the yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yep. That's how that works. Am I, yeah. am I forgetting somebody? No. no I, I can only get stuck there. Jacob Dobbins is the Tom running back. Uh, 
Potentially uh, Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they love the, the the Ravens love the Gus Bus, man. They love their Gus Bus. They do. Well, he's, he's been good. He's been really he's been good. Been over five yards to carry. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Oh, okay, we can't. So we can't. We can't talk on this for too long, guys. Uh, if, if Drew says he's good at football, friendships are going to be the friendships are going to be destroyed. <laughs> Marty with the advanced stats, five yards per carry. No, for real. Uh, what? What? How do we feel about uh, about this? I guess sort of money, quote unquote. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is. Nick, as an owner, do you feel fine? I mean, I'd probably. Uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. You know, the way they used J.K. Dobbins last year and. Um, in tandem with Gus down the stretch, uh, you know, it, the talent will win out, I think, more so than the money. This isn't stupidly huge money. They paid him to be the RB2, not to be the guy. J.K. Dobbins is obviously the guy. And uh, you even look like the year prior before J.K. Dobbins came into town, uh, Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards and even a little bit of Justice Hill. This team really likes to diversify who runs the ball? Like you said, with Lamar Jackson, he's also a running back in and of itself. So it's, uh, it, again, it was to be expected. Um, the Todd Gurley trip does concern me a little bit because that I think, uh, lends itself to a lack of confidence possibly in JK Dobbins. So if that were to happen, if they would actually go ahead and pay actual money to sign Todd Gurley, then I would start sweating a little bit, but Gus Edwards, no. I, I would not be concerned if you're a J.K. Dobbins owner. I, I really wouldn't. I think they – I believe they led the league in rushing. So, I think he's – Oh, gonna, yeah, for the last two years they've led the league in rushing. Right. But, but on the flip side, as a, as a Gus the Bus Edwards owner, you you got to feel pretty good, all right? As a, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, for sure. He he could be a nice flex play this year, right? Am, am I Absolutely. Wrong? Okay. No, yeah, no, he, then, he'll, he'll have standalone value for sure. Yeah, if J.K. Dobbins – were to go down, I mean, he's an instant start. Like he becomes super valuable. Oh, that's us. true. That's a good. That's a good especially point. Especially in especially in standard leagues, um, I don't think either right. of these guys are going to catch the football. Um, so just the way, I mean, just going into it a little bit, the way the carries broke down last year, Lamar Jackson actually led that team in carries last year by fourteen mm-hmm. carries, which is wild. Um, but. There's so Mark Ingram, who was the other main running back there last year, is leaving 72 carries on the table. It's, so I, I mean, I would expect Dobbins to get probably 45 of those, give the rest to um, Edwards, and that would put them, uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins, somewhere in the 180, 190 carry range, and uh, Gus the Bus somewhere in the 150, 160 carry range. Um, two standalone running backs. Close. Yeah, I also expect Lamar Jackson to not run the ball that much, though, next year. Me too, I mean, Nick. That's a great point, and I'm glad you brought that up. We'll talk about it later in my Rashad Bateman segment. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. All right. All right, moving on. Good job. Marty with the news. Thank you, Marty. Uh, but before we get into our Good rankings, me. and tonight we are discussing, again, our wide receiver dynasty rankings, 11 through 40. Um, we need to discuss something as a group here. And it's something that's shaking the fantasy football community to its core. Mm. And that is... Friendships to its core. (laughs) And that is the Elijah Moore hype train that has no no breaks. In recent weeks, we have seen numerous reports from beat beat reporters, uh, current players, and even the Jets organization 
singing praise of this young man. Elijah Moore is a 21-year-old, 5'10", a 178-pound wide receiver, who was the second round, second pick, excuse me, of the second round out of Ole Miss. And the Jets released a video which showed Elijah Moore as their 16th overall ranked player. Fantastic. I guess that's probably why they drafted him, right? Um, the beat reporters have written articles basically saying that he's been the most impressive player on the field numerous times, um, among other things. Um, and so I'd like to open the floor to the boys here. And what we think of Elijah Moore, what, what, have, what are our predictions? Um, Drew, Marty, Nick, if you guys want to go, one of you guys want to go first, we're going to leave Matt at the end to, to really get the hype train going. <laughs> I'll, mine will be short, All quick. Right, All right, Marty, go ahead. It's the Jets. <laughs> you don't get excited about anyone on the flipping Jets. Enough said there, pal. <laughs> Enough said. It's a trash can of an organization. They suck. I, w- I won't accept that slander. Getting so excited as, about the as, Jets. As Cleveland Browns fans, I will not accept that slander. You don't yeah, know. Marty, you, don't... you can't. We, we, the Browns was the Browns. Yeah. Can't the, Jets be, the Jets can't be the Jets. The Jets can be better. I, I won't accept that slander. Drew, Nick, do you have anything to add? Mario, trash take. Good. <laughs> uh, my biggest thing is I just don't know how good Zach Wilson is. Um, there's a long history. I mean, I, again, it is, it is the Jets, but it, there, there's a long history of teams drafting mediocre to bad quarterbacks early. Uh, and if Zach Wilson is a mediocre to bad quarterback, then Elijah Moore will be a mediocre to not so great wide receiver because I think a lot in a lot of ways a lot of wide receiver production is based on quarterback play, and if your right if your quarterback can't throw you the football, that sucks. And what about Allen Robinson or, or or DJ Moore or? Well, I I don't know if any of us project Elijah Moore to get the amount of targets and volume that Allen Robinson has gotten. We don't. They, so the Jets were the second uh, – they had the second least amount of passing attempts uh, – sorry, the fourth least amount of passing attempts last year um, at 499 uh, in, the, in the league. So well below Also, Allen Robinson is – Allen Robinson is 6'3", and Eliza Moore is 4'11", uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I think 4'11". 5'11", 5'10". 4'11", 5'10". Right. And he weighs it about a buck twenty yeah, soaking wet, right? Yeah, one thirty-five. Wow. All right. So Drew and Nick, based, Drew and Nick. And, and no, no, no. I, 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 I like Elijah more. I, I think he, but I, I think we are falling into the trap of this rookie class just not being super talented, and Elijah Moore being one of the more talented receivers in this rookie class. We think that he's going to be good just by virtue of that fact. But in general, I think we're outside of Devonta Smith and Jamar Chase. I think we're going to look back on this wide receiver class as very disappointing overall. And I think it's just some, some, uh, pre NFL rookie hype that is, uh, you know, feeding this train. Okay. So we have Marty bagging on the Jets. Bad take. We have Drew, uh, saying that Zach Wilson probably won't be good. And we have Nick, uh, saying that this class isn't good. So basically that kind of sums it up of why the Elijah Moore haters are are upset at this hype train. And so mm-hmm. with that, let's kick it off to Matt to end the segment. Matt, why is Elijah Moore the most talented wide receiver in this year's class? And why is he going to be an elite 
Oh, okay. okay, okay. Hold, 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 hold on. <laughs> Most talented. I'm not there. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm, I'm going to start this off with the, with the Dynasty community that is hating on Elijah Moore. And all three of you hate fun. That's to start. <laughs> you guys have no fun. You think you guys truly, and, and this is the entire community as a whole. Are the Jets fun? They could be fun, Marty. They could be fun. Were they fun, Marty? You watched them go one in, one in, I don't even know how many losses it was in two years, and you want to talk to me about the Jets? Yeah. Get over yourself, Mark. Get over yourself. I I like him. I'm rooting for the kid. Hey, this is is Matt's segment. This is is Matt's segment. So, diving in, Elijah Moore, three years at Ole Miss. He started in, he, he came in in 2018 where the Monstars in DK Metcalf and AJ Brown were roaming around the sidelines for this team. And he had a, he had a, he had a quiet little year. Um, 11 games, 36 receptions, 398 yards, two touchdowns. Hey, he's, he's 18. He's, he's, he's a baby. Was it another two years ago? No, in 2019, another, uh, another positive year, 12 games played, 67 receptions, 850 yards, six touchdowns. 2020, in a COVID year, the ju- his junior season, eight games played, 86 receptions, 1,193 yards, eight touchdowns. That's that's electric. That's spicy. That is electric. Smith. Just just to preface this, I I, I want to see this because this is a man doing this at Ole Miss versus doing this at Alabama. Vontae Smith had over 1,800 yards. This is, this is Matt's segment. This is Matt's All segment. Right, my segment, Marty. <laughs> also, to, to preface, Elijah Moore, he did back out of the back half of the season. He got his. He played his eight games. He got his yards, and he said he was done. So he's going to prepare for the draft. Okay, yeah. whatever. So Devontae Smith, better year. I'm not. I don't. I don't want to get rid of Devontae Smith. But <laughs> this is a prime. I'm gonna let you guys laugh. I'm gonna let you guys laugh. He said. He said. I'm gonna show you Demonte Smith's numbers, and then it said, "Wait, they were too high. Let me <laughs> let me backtrack." He wasn't. Drafted, he wasn't I don't want to do this. Anymore. I don't want to talk about this. Yet. Actually, we're not gonna talk about Demonte Smith. Matt, keep going. You're doing great. Okay. So <laughs> that being said, in eight yeah. games played, 86, about 12 on about 1,200 yards, and we have a. Very fine, very fine breakout age, 21-year-old rookie, second-round pick. Now, we, now we want to talk about the competition. Um, it's To me, we've got – who do we have? We have Corey Davis, second-round pick, Denzel Mims, um, Jameson Crowder, and Chris Conley. Is that correct? I want to say. Yeah, that sounds like the like front runners it's in there. So we're, we're walking into the average feels bad man award clan of middling wide receivers – that we've ever seen. He comes in with Zach Wilson. Yes, as Drew said, you don't like Zach Wilson. Hey, I'm I'm pounding my chest as a Zach Wilson truther. Drew didn't like Justin Herbert, so what is that? You know, all I yeah. said was Zach Wilson. We don't know if Zach Wilson's any good at all. That's all I said. Just said you I said like it was a mystery. I'm saying yeah. I like him, and this is the man he's coming in with to run around the middle of the field, the X, the Y, anywhere you want, because he can play anywhere on the field. Yes, he's small. But he's fast, 4.3840. And as, as we've said, there's nothing but praise. 
our dynasty darling AJ AJ Brown was in tears over this man's draft position being picked in the second round, telling him how great he can be. AJ Brown said, I wouldn't be the route runner that I am today if I hadn't played with Elijah Moore. Wow. Uh, high praise for some of what we consider as what is the peak of the potential, I mean, the, the future of the, of the all wide receiver. All right, Matt, put a stamp on it. Where do you see Elijah Moore <laughs> it, finishing this year? Just just put a stamp on it, and then into next year, where do you have him? Where do you think he could be ranked? Could be. Let's just say could be. I have him as a 65. I have him as a 75 reception for 800, 850 yards and about six touchdowns, which isn't going to light the doors on fire, but it's going to be a growing year. He's a rookie. You're, you're happy with those seasons as a rookie. You are. Especially a second round pick rookie that you're in most dynasty, dynasty startup or rookie drafts. You're probably going to get in. Well, he, he, he might creep into the end of the first round as this hype trend continues to grow, but in the beginning of the second. And then you're looking at him as the next as, as the next man up. He reminds me of a jar. He, he gives he gives me a Jarvis Landry vibe, just a more athletic Jarvis Landry, smaller. And that being said, he I'm not saying I'm not pounding my chest saying this is going to be one of those guys that you're locking and loading, hoping that he's going to be the top five, top ten perennial wide receiver. But this dude could be a guy that turns into your perennial out like beta esque wide receiver. The year that's going to run up with wide receiver three to consistent wide receiver two numbers for the duration of his career, and you need guys like that. So buy Elijah Moore. He's a good player, and I'm pulling for him. Wow! Um, Don't buy Elijah Moore. The price uh, is too high right now. I will. Yeah. That's, bad. I, no, that's bad. That's bad. Don't do that. I'm, I'm stopping. I'm stopping it here. Uh, but I think it's going to be interesting to see how his season plays out because the fantasy community is very divided on this man. The people who own him are super high, and the people who don't own him are shaking their heads and. It's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, good stuff, boys. Good stuff. All right. To me, it just kind of reminds me of like we're, the ending, hype. It. we're ending it now, Marty. <laughs> Marty. Marty, your comment was the Jets are. The, I'm going to keep it short. The Jets are the Jets. <laughs> you, you had, you had, you had your moment, and then you just I'm, you just threw it away. You lit, you lit it on fire. You lit, you lit. I, and then you wanted the last word. It's not how it works. You like right. the Jets organization <laughs> on fire. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, Next. let's get to the point of the episode, finishing out our wide uh, wide receiver dynasty rankings. Coming in at number 40, Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. 39, DJ Chark Jr., 38, rookie Jalen Waddell. 37, LaVisca Chenault Jr., potential breakout year for the young man. And 36, Rashad Bateman. And the first stop on this magical journey here tonight. And this is going to be a long one, okay? <laughs> but before I begin this segment, I want to start with a bold but broad statement. I'm going to defend and list out a bunch of reasons of why I think Rashad Bateman could be the wide receiver one of this draft class. Not will be, could, could be, right? Uh, and this is going to be a segment of pro Rashad Bateman things. It's not going to be a comparison to Jamar Chase or Devontae Smith. It's just going to be reasons of why I personally am in love with Rashad Bateman and how it could translate to fantasy success. So Rashad Bateman is a 21-year-old, and he was a 27th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft to the Baltimore Ravens. His listed playing height and weight was six foot 209 pounds. Pretty good. Uh, at the combine, he did weigh in at 190, um, but he did have COVID, and so I 
he said that that was part of the reason why. Um, so I expect his playing weight in the NFL to be closer to where he was in college. Another big factor is Rashad Bateman's breakout age, uh, which a lot of people consider a huge uh, factor in determining wide receiver rookie success, was 18.8. Good for the 94th percentile from PFF of any wide receiver. It's outstanding. Um, so the man's height, weight, and his his uh, breakout age are all indicators that he could be a true alpha in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone's dogging his talent or or his physical abilities. They're more dogging the landing spot. So that's really well, – let's, let's talk about that. Um, since Lamar became the quarterback – the Baltimore Ravens have been last in NFL in passing attempts and passing yards. And that's worse than the New York Jets. And for those keeping track at home, that's pretty bad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So what has changed? Why am I so hopeful? Well, the offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, has came out publicly saying he wanted to pass the ball more. Now, this could just be offseason coach speak, right? Uh, but this this is the same offensive coordinator who changed the entire Baltimore Ravens offense around Lamar Jackson. The Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens look completely different as compared to the Joe Flacco Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I have a lot of trust and faith in their offensive coordinator. He changes their offense to what pieces they have. Um, and I think some really good proof of why I think they're, you know, he means what he says is look at what they what they did this offseason. They signed Sammy Watkins. They, they've used significant draft capital on wide receivers in Rashad Bateman and Tylen Wallace. Um, I think this all points to the fact that, yes, they do want to pass the ball more. They want to bring in talent so they can pass the ball more. Um, and, and really, why do they want to pass the ball more? They want to protect their most significant asset in Lamar Jackson. If they do want him to last long, he can't rush. Drew, what'd you, like, how many times uh, per game did he rush? Uh, I want, I don't know per game, but it was 159 carries yeah. last year, which so, is the led the team by 15 yeah. uh, attempts. I would assume they don't want him to do that because if they don't want him to stay healthy, that's that's not a key to success. Um, and I understand this is a huge what if, um, but people forget that there's very recent examples of this happening. Uh, the most recent is AJ Brown to the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans were f- uh, fourth last in passing yards in 2018. 2019, they signed, they traded for uh, Ryan Tannehill. They drafted AJ Brown, and they were uh, only the tenth worst. Okay, still bad, but better, right? Um, And one more additional stat is the the Vikings were the sixth lowest in passing attempts at 519 last year. The Titans were third lowest at 485. Both of these teams are able to support top ten guys with Justin Jefferson and AJ Brown. The Ravens, for reference, only passed the ball 406 times. So I think there's a lot of room, 100 or so pass attempts, that they can get to be way below the, the minimum of where the NFL average is, but still support a top 10 guy. Um, and I'm not saying that Rashad Bateman is A.J. Brown or that Lamar Jackson is Ryan Tannehill, that the efficiency is going to be the same. But people forget that the NFL changes year to year. And I think there's a lot of writing on the wall that shows that the Ravens are going to pass more this upcoming season and protect their most valuable asset in Lamar Jackson. Um, so I don't know. I think Rashad Bateman has the wide receiver one skill set. He's a prototype alpha, prototype alpha in the NFL. Um, and I'm expecting that the Ravens are going to change their offense to to accommodate that. So I think he's, he's going way too low. I think he's a potential steal this year's draft. Uh, and I will end with this. 
If fantasy football was chalk, Nikhil Harry would not be fighting for a roster spot. Ao Matt. Mm. <laughs> so that that's my that's my segment. That's my segment of Rashad Bateman. I think I think he's I'm high on him. Good stuff. Good so stuff. Is that, does that mean you believe in Lamar Jackson as a passer? Then I I would say that he, like, so he I, can I, be efficient. Think, sure. Okay. My like, my thing is that the, I agree with you that they might give him more attempts. I just don't know if more attempts makes him a better quarterback. That's just me. Well, you saw his rookie year, right? He led the league in passing touchdowns, and he sure. Or was it no? Sorry, his second sophomore second, year. Sophomore year, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, last year they had an up and down season. He wasn't as efficient. I think his average is somewhere in the middle. I think his his sophomore year was was the extreme. Last year was the low. I think he's somewhere in the middle. If they increased his passing attempts, they have a. I think Rashad Bateman's extremely talented. He gets a lot of passing work. Um, I, I think I think you know yeah. So I, I guess I do believe in, in Lamar Jackson's passing. Uh, sure, I think if you believe. If you believe in Lamar Jackson's passing, everything you said is a slam dunk, and I'm all in. I'm the all thing, in. I, I believe the thing coming into this draft, at least from everything we would like that we we thought coming in that Rashad Bateman was going to come in and be a bit bigger than he was in terms of like that alpha prototype. But I'm not going to knock that too much because I just pounded my chest for Elijah Moore, so I'm I'm fine with everything <laughs> you just said. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree. I think there was a lot of after the combine or the pro days that there was a lot of down. The people got down on shot Bateman. Um, sure, but I, I don't know. I, I really think that when he actually plays in the NFL, he's gonna you know his height, his weight will be closer to what it was in college. Um, yeah, I, I know. I know he did lose weight with COVID. So yeah. his, his breakout age of eighteen point eight is just is nutty, dude. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, if if anyone's curious, just go watch his Minnesota highlights. It's it's incredible. It, yeah, I mean, he was well. He was definitely more well renowned than um, his the guy he played with, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But it was definitely everybody. Everybody went off the back and said, "This is the better player." Yeah, absolutely. All right, that's all I got. Thirty-five, Debo Samuel. Thirty-four, Tyler Boyd. Thirty-three, Adam Thielen. The next stop on this train, Drew. Take it away. Yeah, so I think it's important to uh, highlight how good Adam Thielen has been in fantasy since 2017, uh, he, with the exception of 2019, where he was hurt for a significant portion of the year. Um, in 2020, he finished wide receiver 10. In 2018, he finished wide receiver 7. And in 2017, he finished wide receiver 8. Um, so the, the big picture story is that every year Adam Thielen has been healthy since 2017. He's been a top 10 wide receiver. Um, how did he get there, though, this last season compared to some of his previous seasons? That's where things start to get a little hazy. Um, he had 74 receptions last year for under 1,000 yards. That's 925 and 14 touchdowns, uh, which is an insane number. He's never had more than nine in a, in a, in a season in his career to that point. Um, so let's just say for uh, for – argument's sake that he has the exact same season that he has, but a more reasonable amount of touchdowns. Let's say six touchdowns. Um, 74, 925, and six is about what C.D. Lamb put up last year in his rookie season. That's wide receiver 22. Um, So the question you have to ask yourself is, how do you feel about Adam Thielen, 30-year-old, putting up wide receiver 22 numbers, 74 receptions under 1,000 yards? 
Uh, for me, that shows some clear decline. Uh, I think he's going to continue to be used in the red zone, so there's, uh, there is still some touchdown upside. Um, but I think he's extremely dependent on those, especially with the emergence of Justin Jefferson. Um, keep trade cut has him as a early 2021 uh, second round pick equivalent. Um, if I'm that owner, I'd look to maybe get a little bit more than that, especially if there's a competitor. Um, but I feel fine about trading him at that price. Uh, so for me, I think his career is going to start heading downwards here pretty quickly. And I, with his wide receiver 10 finish last year, this is the last chance to get off the off the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well said, Drew. Agree with all that. The other thing to think about, too, there is the fact that, you know, Justin Jefferson took a little bit to get going last year, too. And in week one, Adam Thielen had a big 25-point-per-game performance with two touchdowns. And, you know, you got to imagine that as Justin Jefferson develops more and commands more of that target share, combined with the fact that Adam Thielen is, you know, 30 years old, like you said, and all the other factors, it's – uh He's definitely seen his best days to this point, and it uh, it's never going to be as good as it was last year or has been in the in the last few years. Yeah. I think we have him appropriate rank though, appropriately ranked though, dynasty ranking yeah. of thirty three. I, I think that's good. I mean, he still is going to produce. He's a good football player, and he still mm-hmm. has a solid couple years left. Um, you know, to where he can give you good wide receiver two or flex value there for sure. But again, yeah, sure. only if you're drafting him as, you know, 30 plus ranked receiver. He gives me a soft Julian Edelman vibe. Like he's mm-hmm. probably going to be, he'll be worthwhile in some sense for a for a significant time period, despite his age. Cause you see, I mean, that I know we can say Kirk Cousins stares at him in the red zone. Sure. But like he produces in the red zone. And if that, yeah, no, right. to some degree as time goes on, man, it's like, yeah, he's not going to have the value that he had, but he's still going to be a quality dynasty or quality fantasy player to some degree. The, con- the concerning thing to me, Matt, is just how few receptions he had. Um, ideally for me, as you get older, in especially because we play PPR and a lot of other people play PPR, you uh, as you don't get um, – as your athleticism declines – I would prefer you to become a possession wide receiver. Yeah. Where you're getting a ton of targets in short, yeah, in short range, which is not Adam Thielen's game necessarily, especially 74 receptions last year is not going to get the job done in PPR. And especially because he got under a thousand yards. Um, so I think to me, he's a little bit too touchdown dependent. And like I mentioned, he's only had more than, uh, I mean, he's, he's only nine was his previous touchdown total high ever in his career before this 14 outbursts this next this last year so i don't know the touchdown dependence for me is a, a sign to get off the boat drew who'd you rather have in dynasty odell or adam thielen odell i think the upside with odell is much higher hmm. well nick thank you for that segue because odell beckham is our 32nd ranked uh dynasty wide receiver 31 juju smith schuster the famous tiktoker 30, Deontay Johnson, 29, Brandon Ayuk, 28, Ayuk, Cortland Sutton, and Marty, Drew, no, me. Matt. All right, Matt, take it away. Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm next on the train. <laughs> two, two. All right. So Cortland Sutton, currently 25 years old, six foot four, true alpha prototype of a, of a wide receiver. Um, coming off of an injury, I think that's kind of where these rankings are coming from. And, and he, he, so he just finished in his year three. He only played in one game, three receptions, 66 yards, unfortunately cut short by a torn ACL. 
But the, where the hype of Cortland Sutton kind of started, we have to look. We we need to kind of look back on this one a little bit, back to 2019, where he had 72 receptions for 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, and everyone was pounding it. Everyone's pounding their chest that this was a the new like the next one up, the next man up, a year two, a year, a year two alpha monster a monster breakout. That you were going to year three, saying this is going to be a guy like a Calvin Ridley, a guy like that that's going to take a huge step. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that the year four now for him is looking exactly like that monster top ten season, but I think he's grossly being I, I think he's being grossly underdrafted. He's every, every, all reports I've read is he's kind of the heart and soul of this team in a contract year post post injury. Um, he's currently sitting at let me make sure I have this right. His his ADP is currently in the seventh round, which for a while, which for someone. Yes, Jerry Judy's there, but I, in my opinion, I think he's going to be the wide receiver one for this team. And seventh round for a wide receiver one on your team is relatively criminal for some of these guys. I know we could talk about quarterbacks, but in 2019, his quarterback carousel was, I know we, Drew's going to sell, Drew's going to talk about Drew Locke and Teddy, and we could talk about Teddy Bridgewater sustaining three top 22, top 25 wide receivers in Carolina. But in his breakout or semi breakout campaign, he was rolling with the likes of, Joseph Flacco, Kyle slash Brandon Allen. I don't even know what his first name is. <laughs> Super Bowl winner, Joe Flacco. Correct. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Respect on his name. Respect on his name. Yep. And what was the last bit of Drew Locke and put and, and strung together a campaign like that? So I think this is more of a guy that once the dust settles here, he's going to be a guy that ends. He's going to end. He's going to be a big. He's probably going to be a solid top twenty wide receiver for me. And I think that this ADP in the seventh round of startups is relatively criminal just based on his being 26 years old. Matt, are you, do you think that he and Jerry Judy can both be, you know, top 20, top 24 wide receiver two types? Or are you just betting that he's going to be better than Judy and Judy's going to be around like the, you know, wide receiver 30 and Cortland Sutton will be wide receiver 20? Ish. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a mix of both for me. I think I, I I'm standing by thinking I believe that Cortland Sutton's the superior talent and is going to be the X and the wide receiver one on this team. At the same time, as I'm not going to sit, I think Teddy Bridgewater wins this job, and we've watched Teddy Bridgewater sustain three three receivers that are, in my opinion, less talented than both of these players. I disagree. Mm-hmm. But... Think oh, D- sorry, D- DJ Moore. DJ Moore. But as a collective, I would take. I would much rather I would much rather have Quillen Sutton and Jerry Judy than DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. I don't like Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's absolutely not Quillen Sutton is six four? What the that's crazy. That's a monster of a man. He's a, he's a monster. Yeah, I will never forget him mossing he did, all he did was ma- oh, he, he mossed yeah. over Denzel Ward. Yeah, wow. That takes me back. Yeah, it's good stuff, Matt. Maybe maybe we do have Quillen Sutton a little little too low here. Yeah. Now, I'm, uh, Matt, you kind of convinced me. That's, that's that's good stuff by you. All right, 27, Jerry Judy, uh, his counterpart over there in Denver. Uh, 26, Julio Jones. Uh, and I think Marty's going to say a few words on Julio Jones. 20, yeah, so, 26. Yeah, right. it's, it's, I think – and it's tough because I think the only reason why he ended up falling this low for us is just because he's 32 years old. And we don't for sure know how many more seasons he's just going to want to play in the NFL. 
I mean, the guy is an absolute freak of nature in terms of athleticism. He's 6'3", 220. Um, and I think going into, going into this year, I think he's still going to be over a thousand yard receiver. Um, he has a lot of absentee targets that are going to be falling his way going into, uh, Tennessee Titans because Johnu Smith and Corey Davis leaving frees up 157 targets. So I expect Julio Jones to be getting easily. I think he gets over well over a hundred targets this year, especially with the extra game. Um, he'll be almost might get all of those, but I'm sure <laughs> that I'm sure AJ Brown will get some of them. But like I said, I think this guy, I think we all think Julio Jones is going to have a great year this year. I still think, you know, he's going to have well over a thousand yards. He's never been a huge touchdown guy. I still, he'll still get like six, seven touchdowns. I, I think. Um, but I think the only reason why we have him so low is just because of age. Um, yeah. And redraft, he's clearly yeah. much higher than this ranking, but in dynasty, that is the primary concern. Yeah. He's 32. And we just don't know how much longer he's going to be playing. So if you're a win now team, I mean, Marty, if you're a win now team, would you sell him for two seconds and, and, <laughs> uh, and Henry Ruggs? Just theoretically. <laughs> It depends on how on how you feel about the rest of your team. <laughs> so if those listening at home, if you haven't caught on by now, Marty did in fact trade Julio Jones for two seconds. Could be Henry considered Ruggs. in fact a win now team. Probably the <laughs> most win now team. Yeah, it was um, uh, basically it was fantasy malpractice. Yeah, did you, you guys have Julio in like potentially your top ten for? Redraft or no? Too high? No. No. I not for, re- for redraft. I'm, I'm relatively uninterested in Julio. I don't, I don't, I mean, I, he's, he's one of the, if not, he's one, he's probably the greatest receiver we've seen in our, like, kind of our age group right now. The last, the, probably the last six, seven, eight years, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I mean, I, we, 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 we've watched the injury history happen and things like that. And it's like, I don't want, I'm not going to bet on this guy lighting the world on fire with a brand new team. That's true. That's I'm sure he's gonna be great, but I don't think he's gonna walk in and like I, I'm not looking at this one with like I'm not I'm not looking at Randy Moss and Tom Brady. I'm looking at Brian Tannehill and Julio Jones. <laughs> he's being drafted right at the top of the fourth round right now. In, oh, redraft. in uh, redraft, that, that's yep. a little too in redraft. That's, that's a, rich. That's a little too rich. For me. Yeah, he's being drafted before um, Allen Robinson right now. But but he, but he's a guy yeah. that he's a guy that's shown he can he can do it. So I mean you know it, it'll it's, be interesting. It, it it'll right. be interesting case. Uh, I agree I agree keep, with Marty. If you're win now you and you have him, just keep him. There's no reason to trade him. Keep keep trade cut has him as basically the equivalent value of a late first round pick. Yeah, sure for a win now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, two seconds and Henry runs. Yep, that's about right. Just about. Moving on to number 25, uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, I'm going to speak a few words on Mr. Mr. Hot Pocket here. Um, I'm going to keep it short. Tyler Lockett is a 28-year-old on a run-first team in the Seattle Seahawks, and he's not the most talented receiver on his team. He's coming off a wide receiver 8 season in 2020 and a wide receiver 13 season in 2019, uh, but those numbers don't tell the full story on uh, Mr. Lockett. 
In week four of this past season, he was the wide receiver 76. In week five, wide receiver 50. Week eight, wide receiver 53. Week nine, 61. Week 10, 32. Week 12, 72. Week 13, 44. Week 14, 41. Week 15, 64. And week 17, 60. Meanwhile, weeks seven and three, he finished as the wide receiver one uh, by an average margin of eight points higher than the wide receiver two that week, which is pretty incredible. Um, so basically 10 of the 16 weeks last year, he was absolutely unplayable. You would have had more luck on the waiver wire, I can assure you. Um, and that's not even considering the fact that every week of the playoffs, he was unplayable weeks, 13, 14, 15, and 16. The highest he finished was wide receiver 41. So if you had him on your team in the playoffs, you got bounced. Um, I I don't know. I, I had him last year. I didn't make the playoffs, (laughs) so I wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) but I would stay away from Tyler Lockett, uh, I think, honestly, if you can sell him to a guy in your league who sees that wide receiver eight finish, you, you take it and run. I think the reason we have him so high um, is because of his his finishes. I mean, he's he's had two top 15 finishes back-to-back years. How do you not put a guy like that in the top 25? Um, mm-hmm. I just think you have to know the risks when, you're, when, you're, when you own Tyler Lockett. You put him in a flex, and you hope and pray that he goes off that week. And if he goes off, you won your week. Um, and if you, he doesn't, then you have to – hope you have us you know a good team surrounding him so i don't know does anyone have any other words on, on tyler lockett i'm probably a little lower than than maybe some of you damn donald's better than russell wilson that's true yeah he's deceptively old i didn't realize he's 28 yeah he said a monster contract man that's going to keep him on that team for a while too yeah like mm-hmm. the, that one's that one's going to be he'll he's going to end up be, he'll be one of those like to the bitter end guys yeah well he, he's a ppr he 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 even though DK Metcalf outperforms him, uh, he, he's a target guy. High targets, yeah. receptions underneath routes. The only the only big issue, right, is the last two years, it's been the let Russ cook movement, and I've seen a lot of reports that they're going back to the run first. Um, I honestly think the Seahawks are going to uh, have the least amount of passing attempts this year in the NFL. And two years ago, mm-hmm. two years ago, they had the least amount of passing attempts. The last few years has been the Baltimore Ravens. I think this upcoming year it's going to go back to the Seahawks. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like the title Lockett play this year in redraft and in dynasty. I think you know you look at that wide receiver eight finish and and you try to sell him. Oh, well said. Agree with it all. Okay. Uh, moving on, number twenty four, Devontae Smith. Oh yeah, young man. Devontae Smith. All right, Marty, take it away. <laughs> you better knock my socks off because I'm gonna. I, I have a rebuttal post podcast for to my Elijah Morte. I don't think I. I'm. Why do I need to knock your socks off? I don't know. You better knock my socks off. I mean, he's the Heisman winner. Right, he's the Heisman winner. He had eighteen hundred and sixty-two. Sorry, 1,856 receiving yards last season with 24 touchdowns. How many games, Marty? 13 games. That's 143 yards per game. (laughs) That's a lot of yards. That's a bad game. It's just a lot of yards. Like, the guy is just like – That's a lot lot of touchdowns. touchdowns. (laughs) That's a lot of touchdowns. That's a bad man. That's a bad man. So – 
I think the, the the big thing with this guy is obviously we know his size. That's what scares people the most. There's nothing big with I'll, this guy. Boom, Rose. Nah. What? You said there's a, the big thing with this guy, and there's nothing big with this guy. Uh, <laughs> nah. uh, Friend of the show. We're just 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 joking. Friend of the show, Devontae Smith. <laughs> but yeah, is I think that's the most concerning thing with that people are worried about is his size. He's 170 pounds soaking wet. That's a very skinny man. Mm. He's been all, all, also known as the Slim Reaper, kind of the. Really, I thought Kevin Durant was the Slim Reaper. Oh yeah, oh. yeah, but this <laughs> is different. Oh. We just, we just, re- we just repeat nicknames yeah. now. We're recycling nicknames. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen it on, I've seen it on the pages. Oh, okay. Trust me, it's there. It's right. a thing. Okay, cool. Pretty as burners, whatever counts too. <laughs> no, but I think overall this guy is very good elite route runner. In a very good hands, to where I don't think he'll need that big body to like be able to push people off and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get his he'll be open other ways and be able to catch the ball. Um, and he's just extremely extremely talented at the wide receiver position. And obviously, going into Philadelphia, there's not a lot of receiving options there. I mean, the big. I mean the. Probably the biggest receiving option there is Dallas Goddard. No. JJ Arcega-Whiteside. <laughs> you, you mo- certainly you mean, uh, oh, uh, who's the guy that, Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager. Yeah. I've heard, I've actually, I've actually saw a few reports of Jalen Rager. It was probably one of the standout players in camp. Mm-hmm. Him and Elijah yeah. Moore both. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, not, not as good as, not as good as Elijah Moore. <laughs> Yeah, but every, you know, every coach on every team says, oh, this guy's looking real good. And then they still don't do anything. That happens every year. All right, Marty, put a bow on it. Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, I think, will be, I think he'll lead the rookie wide receiver class in in receiving yards and an overall fantasy finish for rookies. Wait, receiving yards or receptions? Receiving yards, receptions, all of it. I'm ready for all of it. (laughs) I think he's just going to lead all the rookies. In nah, the man, Elijah Moore's going to lead all the rookies. Okay, okay, time out. So, Marty, you're saying touchdowns, receiving yards, and receptions, correct? <laughs> oh, I don't know about touchdowns. Okay, so receiving yards and receptions. That's where you're yes. Okay. Okay. Interesting take. No. Um, yeah, hopefully Jalen Hurts uh, is a great quarterback. <laughs> talk yeah. about, talk mm-hmm. about question marks. <laughs> okay. Uh, coming in, no, I, I mean, I'm Zach Wilson. The, honestly, we're 24. We put Devontae Smith. We're betting on the skill set. Marty said, I'm mm-hmm. winner. I mean, you bet on the skill set, not on the potentially the landing spot. All right, 23, T. Higgins, 22, Chase Claypool. And I believe this is the first time Nick is going to talk. Yes, sir. Here we go. All right. Hype Chase train. Claypool, aka Mapletron, which is weird nickname. There it is. But- We'll go with it. Um, yeah, no, as you guys know, I'm a big Chase Claypool fan. I owned him last year and was, you know, for the most part, very happy with his rookie performance. However, this is not going to be a Chase Claypool hype piece. Um, I'll keep it short. I don't have a whole lot of advanced statistics on this, but if you just talk through and think about it logically, the Pittsburgh Steelers led the NFL in pass attempts last year. They had 656 attempts, which was almost 20 more than the second place team in the Dallas Cowboys. They are not going to throw the ball that much again next year in 2021. They drafted Najee Harris in the first round. They, Ben Roethlisberger is one year older. 
Their offensive line should be better at run blocking. It was one of the worst in the NFL last year. So you have the combination of an elder Ben, a emphasized running attack, and then the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster also resigned with the team. And I think all of that adds up for a decrease in overall uh, passing attempts by the team. And I don't see Chase Claypool, even though I believe he is the most talented of the three receivers in Pittsburgh, I don't think that he is going to have any more production than he did last year. If anything, I think he might have less just due to the fact that the volume won't be there like it was last year. He got over 100 targets as a rookie, which is very, very impressive. Um, but Ben Roethlisberger loves to hyper-target Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson was banged up last year and missed a lot of time. As I just said, Juju Smith-Schuster resigned. Ben likes to target him as well, especially in the short, intermediate yardage kind of range. So Chase Claypool, he's a great hold in Dynasty. I would bet on the talent any day of the week. I would love to have him on my Dynasty team. But in, in redraft, I wouldn't go crazy. I think there's a very real possibility that he finishes as the bottom receiver of those big three, Juju, Deontay, and himself uh, this season. And then beyond 2021, we have no idea what's going to happen with Ben Roethlisberger. He could retire. He could just fall off a cliff. And there could be a completely new quarterback situation in 2022, which if that were to happen, again, I'd be betting on the talent. And that's why I think his dynasty value is pretty significant. And I think that's why we have him ranked above all the other Steelers receivers, correct? That's correct, yes. Mm-hmm. We do, yeah. So dynasty value, definitely uh, right where it should be, kind of that low-end wide receiver two range right now. But I'm not looking for him to have a big 2021 season, and anybody that is I think is going to be very disappointed. Wow. So, so Nick, I, is Chase Claypool a potential buy candidate in this this trade deadline if he has a worse season? Exactly. Than- uh, okay. Yes, I would be targeting – I, I, I'm, you know, not going to hide it from you guys. I am going to be targeting Chase Claypool very aggressively sometime midway through this season because I don't think he's going to perform very well, and it'll be a great time to buy Chase Claypool. Wow, yep. that is some, that's some good. I love the neck and good luck because it's not value's a bit high right now. It, it, he's saying, what? He's, I mean, no, he was high right now. It, he, Nick is saying, it no, I know, but it's gonna, it, it's gonna go down. Yeah, that's some good insight. Well, the, no, don't, don't buy him right now. Wait until. Eight weeks into the season, yeah. and then he's a depreciating probably... value at the moment. You yes. buy him at the lowest point. Yes, <laughs> that is some exactly. good fantasy insight from from here at the Fantasy Football Palace. Good stuff, Nick. I like it. All right, rounding out, um, about to enter the the, the top twenty here. Uh, we are live here on Twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals live uh, on Sunday, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're also, uh, you can hear the past broadcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, search Fantasy Bowl Pals, really anywhere you get your podcasts from. Right, Marty? That is correct. All right, that's correct. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. So T. Higgins was 23, Chase Claypool was 22. 21, Robert Woods. Uh, I think we're going to move into Drew. Uh, yep. Let's get it. Yeah, so Robert Woods finishes the last couple years are kind of shocking uh, and really encouraging. Wide receiver 14 last year, wide receiver 14 the year before, wide receiver 11 in 2018. Um, the craziest thing about Robert Woods is how involved he's been in the last three years. Uh, more than 129 targets in each of the last three seasons. 
90 receptions in each of the last two seasons. And this is a fun little statistic. At least one rushing touchdown in each of the last three seasons. Uh, they use him in a variety of ways all across the field. Um, and the craziest thing about it is that he has upgraded quarterback play. Um, so you're a perennial top 15 wide receiver. You kind of have to think, well, what's the downside here? The downside, of course, is age. He's 29 years old. Um, so what does he value? What, what, what does this look like? Key trade cut currently has him valued around a late first round pick. If I'm a competitor, I'm happy to pay that. Uh, for a guy who's probably going to be my wide receiver two or my flex on my team. And I believe he's going to continue his uh, top 15 uh, wide receiver finishes uh, into this upcoming year. Yep. Yep. He's been Mr. Consistency. That is a fact. Yep. His, he's probably the highest floor receiver I'd say in this range. Certainly. Yeah, if I had him at my wide receiver two, or if I could find a way to make him my flex, my flex one, uh, I'd be absolutely over the moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, no, he, he, it, go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. sorry. I just think it's interesting to Robert Woods. Um, you know, is, is a year younger than Adam Thielen, um, a year older than who was 28 that we were discussing? Um, Tyler Lockett. Um, mm-hmm. He's got, you know, in the middle there, but he, he plays, he's obviously on a, better offense or a more high-powered offense, um, mm-hmm. more passing offense. And, you know, the production has been there and how he plays, right, Drew, how he uh, – the receptions and they use him in the running uh, – the, the rushing game. So his value is a little higher than those guys. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, I agree with you, though. I mean, he, he's – he's I'd be happy to pay a first-round pick um, to get a dominant flex. A consistent flex. Consistent flex. Actually, down yeah. Consistent flex. Mm-hmm. Better word for him. Mr. Consistent. Mr. Consistent. Yeah. He's a, P- he's a PPR monster, mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. he's going to continue to be with Matt Stafford. And like we said, there's the upgraded quarterback play. I think there's going to be more scoring opportunities for this offense as a whole, yeah. uh, which is good for your Cooper Cup shares, but also good for Robert Woods, even though he's never really been a huge touchdown guy. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, Adam Thielen is, is 30, right? And we're talking him about Penn you know, selling, potentially falling off a cliff. Uh, I don't think we'll be having that same conversation about Robert Woods next year. Uh, I think we'll have him pretty much exactly where he is and say, this is another guy, this is the same guy with receptions and how he plays, you know, how they use him in the offense that he's still going to be, you know, efficient and give you fantasy production. So, And he's been healthy his entire, pretty much his entire career. His low uh, since 2014 is 14 games. Other than that, he's always played fifteen or sixteen games. Would so. anybody would anybody here rather have Adam Thielen over Robert Woods this upcoming year? No, 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 no okay. not because I think Robert Woods still has a chance to be the number one receiver on his team, where Adam Thielen does not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are dynasty rankings, but of course, you know, that's, those are more redraft questions. So, okay, cool. Okay, moving on. T- ranked twenty in our wide receiver dynasty rankings, Kenny Galladay. Mr. Smooth, Nick, take So away. smooth. Kenny G. All right, so this is a classic example, I think, of an injury getting in the way of everyone remembering how good a player is. It's the same thing that's kind of happening to Chris Godwin as well as um, – um, who were we just talking about? Apologies, gentlemen. Portland Sutton. Portland Sutton, yes, thank you. Uh, Kenny Galladay is an incredible – incredibly talented wide receiver. He is the prototypical alpha, 6'4", 215 pounds. He's only 27 years old, so a little bit later, uh, you know, in his maturity, but still right in the prime age 
of production. Right now, though, he is being his ADP on most fantasy sites is the 23rd wide receiver overall, and that equates to about a fifth round draft capital. I think that is an absolute smash of a value. I think Kenny Galladay, I mean, again, he played in four games last year and he averaged 16.75 uh points per game PPR. He had two over he had two games over 100 yards receiving and uh you know, he played with Matt Stafford. The concern now he's he's going to be playing with Danny Dimes. However, that offense should be better as a whole. They invested significantly in getting uh, Daniel Jones more weapons, drafting Kadarius Tony. Saquon Barkley will be back now. Uh, hopefully their offensive line should be better. So I'm not too concerned about that narrative of his production not being able to get back to the level it was because of the quarterback play. I think his talent is just superior, and he is still capable of being a top 10 wide receiver like we saw in 2019. I think, though, I don't, I wouldn't be betting that he does end up being a top 10 kind of guy, but I could definitely see him being a very high end wide receiver two, potentially low end wide receiver one in 2020. And therefore, I think his value right now is great, both in dynasty and in redraft. I would be buying Kenny G, uh, for sure. Kenny G's 27. Gosh, he's old. But he's only played in the league four years, so I know man. he's like one of those old. He's one of those old head rookies, though. Yeah, he is. Real, real quick, who, who would like, uh, you know, like Drew, Matt, Marty? Do you guys agree with Nick? No, I don't. I don't either. Marty, Um, no, no, real. I just want Marty. Do you agree? (laughs) Smashing him in the fifth round. I don't know. No, I'm the, saying, uh, could he like, be, you know, wide receiver two this year? Like a, a good wide he, receiver two. Oh, I, I, I would, Nick said wide receiver one. I'm not taking any. No, 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 we have him, we have him ranked his, 20. No. His ceiling is low in wide receiver one, but I don't think he'll finish that way. If I was betting, I'd say he's going to be a good wide receiver two. Matt, can, can, can he Galladay be a wide receiver two this year? I think. Marty, yes. He did. I think it's possible. I'm sorry. Uh, Drew, it's possible. That's what so that's wide receiver twenty in our in our ten person league, right? I mean, in 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 terms of the viewership, you could you could consider a wide receiver twenty four. I would say I, I would say you base you, you basis these is a like you know, a twelve team as a top twenty is like a sure. Okay. So so here's here's the thing. So in two thousand eighteen, which is basically the same season that he put up in two thousand nineteen. So it's a thousand sixty three yards, seventy receptions on 119 targets, which that's a whole nother thing. Uh, and then the second, the second year, 2019, uh, 1,190 yards, 65 receptions on 116 targets. The difference between those is five touchdowns in 2018, which was good for wide receiver 21 and 11 touchdowns in 2019, which is good for the, like a top 10 wide receiver. Um, do you think Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay is who he is. He's going to be a 65 to 75 receiving guy, maybe a thousand yards receiving, or, I mean, with the, whatever the equivalent is in 2000, uh, in 2021 with the extra game, what it's, it's all about, will he score touchdowns and how good do you think the Giants offense is going to be and how well those touchdowns going to be spread out? Drew, so all Kenny I'm saying Galladay is that. All I'm saying is that he is capable. I think it's right in, smack dab in the middle. He finishes the wide receiver nine in 2019 and the wide receiver 21 in 2018. 
I think it's right. His value is right in the middle, right? As you were 15, sure. 16. I think that's, sure. Sure. that's, sure. that's exactly where I think he's going to finish this year. Yes. And all I'm saying is that at his current ADP and his current rankings, he is a value because I think that's where he's going to finish. Sure. For me, it's about like, the, it's a style of player. So for, I'm a guy who likes high reception totals and PPR and I'm willing to give up touchdowns for that. Like the big play weeks for that more mm-hmm. consistency. For me, he's not, he's never going to be a high receiver guy or high reception total guy, in my opinion. Um, and therefore, because he's so touchdown dependent or so touchdown variant, um, he would be a player that I would be looking to let somebody else take a risk on. But if you're drafting him in the fifth round, he's your wide receiver two, potentially your flex receiver. I mean, you're not. Who are the wide, you're, you're already, who are the wide already, receivers going around him? Say that again. Who are the wide receivers going around him? Uh, let's see. I think I have the ADP pool. Well, according to according to our rankings, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Uh, you, you know, of those three, would you would you rather mm-hmm. have this year? I would I would order it both the Rams receivers then Galladay. Okay. Would anybody take Kenny Galladay over the two Ram receivers? Rams receivers. I mean, I obviously would. I drafted yes, them higher than both of them. Yes. Uh, I, I talk about a value. I know the both Rams receivers in our dynasty startup went in the seventh round. Um, as opposed to Kenny Galladay in the fifth, I would I'll take the Rams receivers every day. Well, sure. Two rounds later. Um, I don't know, what I, about all right? Here's a good one though: is Mike Evans. What about Mike Evans? Because he's kind of the same the same argument you just made, Drew. Is you know Mike Evans is very similar to that. Yeah. I'll take Evans yeah, without the a thousand yard receiver in every year of his career. Yeah, bad. Not, the, <laughs> not 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 the, the Mike Evans is one of the single most underappreciated players in all of fantasy. They're not comparable as players. The same. only reason why I'm squashing yeah. that one. Really. They are in 2021. They are Matt. Ooh, Mike Evans is Mike Evans is older. He's on an offense that's very crowded with a lot of mouths to feed. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna t- put an end to this. Uh, Nick, it was great. I mean, it is great. I, I, <laughs> it's it's interesting to see how uh, differently we view Kenny Galladay. I didn't get to, I didn't yeah. really give my. Piece. He's another polarizing player, though, man. Um, I mean, he like we talked about Elijah Moore earlier. I think Kenny Galladay is one of the most polarizing players yeah. as well in in fantasy. Out of uh, out of all our rankings, I have Kenny Galladay the lowest out of the five of us. Um, I won't, you know, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so, um, why is that though? Is it the quarterback? What? What? Or is it the talent? Two words: Daniel Jones, baby. Okay, so it's the quarterback. <laughs> it's I. Daniel Jones. Yep i I've seen enough of that man. Yeah, which is uh, a fair argument. Shout out to shout out to Danny Dimes, Florida Bama Shore, friend of the show. Moving on, <laughs> number nineteen. <laughs> Cooper Cup, uh, and number 18, Jamar Chase, the last stop on this journey. Matt, your dynasty sweetheart. T. Higgins, <laughs> T. Higgins older brother, take it away. <clears throat> so we've talked about Maple Tron. We've talked about the Slim Reaper. We're going to talk about Jamar of the Jungle. Bad Perhaps by the time my segment's over, Oh, so you, you shall refer to him as the Damn. chosen one. Oh, jeez. Jamar Chase selected number five to the Cincinnati Bengals in this past year's draft. Took the year off in the, in the, in the COVID-19 pandemic. But in 2019, as a sophomore at LSU, went for 84 receptions, 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns as a true sophomore. To preface that amongst his peers, 
Justin Jefferson in that same year had 111 receptions for 1,540 yards and 18 touchdowns, significantly more productive with the receptions he had than his counterpart, Justin Jefferson, and who is one of, if not the dynasty darling, a wide receiver with a 1,400-yard rookie season. To compare him to Devontae Smith, we'll, we'll compare it to his Devontae Smith's sophomore season at this time. One second here, my, my data's loading. So you're saying he's the juju to what? You're saying he's the juju to Justin Jefferson's Antonio Brown so far. I'm good. Whatever. Um, in 13 games played as a sophomore, Devontae, uh, Devontae Smith had 693 yards and six touchdowns. So just in terms of the comp play for his, for the comparative that he has. Now this is now going to Cincinnati. He's coming in with the quarterback that he was smashing records with at LSU and dominating to one of the, if one of the most convincing college football playoff championships I've probably seen. And it, it, I mean, sky's the limit here, guys. This is the draft capitals there. The elite breakout age is there. The speed is there. Some of his, some of the, some of the draft profile things I'm being read on his draft profile is a <clears throat> let me read a few for you graceful skywalker with high point ability uh eight of his touchdown catches were over 50 plus yards and that's where there's this whole the, the narrative of where him and t higgins split split in with tyler Boyd. you see this is a height this is a guy that's going to be hyper efficient with the targets he has where then you could kind of use t higgins as this more maybe more of a possession play to what i look at as a more athletic and more potent version of the Rams of the Rams receiving core with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, Dynasty Pros currently has him. At, his current rookie ranking is or current receiver ranking. I'm sorry, is number twelve above players like Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. People that we uh, as a fantasy football pals regard as very high and very nice assets. I'm all in. I was all in on CD Lamb. I'm ten times more, more all in on this on this one. He can be my son. I could crash and burn with this man. I am all in. <laughs> People I've talked to have said this is this is as transcendent as a wide receiver as we've seen since Julio Jones coming into the league. I'm all in. All in. That's it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to say negative because he's a rookie, right? We don't really know how. You don't know. Yeah, so but I'm all in. So I, I like the hype piece, Matt. The only thing I would let's just put you know put a bow on it here. Uh, what uh, where do you think Jamar Chase finishes? You know, for the for the uh, wide receivers, just get, you know, you know, we're not gonna keep you to it. Just general, where do you think he finishes? Um, I'm gonna say. Let me see. What was what was C, what, what was CD's stat range? I don't. I don't want to. I'm not gonna sit here. And I say think CD. Gonna, I think CD was 22. I believe. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and say he's gonna do a pull a Justin Jefferson and play and, and be the garbage man yeah. can and that, go for 1400 yards. I'm not saying that. No, that'd be a great. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I'm taking like, him as a CD Lamb esque rookie season. It wouldn't fully shock me in year one if T Higgins is the better option. But he's gonna be one of these guys that he'll be. If you're looking at him starting at 12 right now, he'll his value will probably only increase, and I expect him to be as a dynasty community going into year two as a top 10 plus option in terms of dynasty, but in terms of dynasty value. 
right. Yeah, I think uh, it's better to wait and buy him later because the man hasn't played football in over 600 days. So I think he's going to have a pretty disappointing start to his NFL career. But long term, he's going to be good. So I would definitely wait to buy him. Don't, I wouldn't draft him at his current hype. That, that, that's, that's, a, what I'm that's an interesting. Uh, you, dra- you, you draft him as the 101 or the 102 in your respective rookie drafts, and you never look back. And I'm never going to look back. Well, sure, in a rookie draft, think... but I'm talking about redraft or like a dynasty startup or. What's his current? Like is, what's his ADP right now? Fifth round. In what redraft? Yeah, like in, in like a, in, a, in a regular. Nick coming in hot tonight with the the buy the buy low uh, targets that are in the trade <laughs> deadline. I like it. Nick. That's, that's that's good work by you, man. It's good work. In Dyna- in dynasty startups, he's being drafted as the si- the sixteenth overall player. Overall player, so like second over, round. Over DeAndre Hopkins, over Derrick Henry, over Cam Akers, over Kittle, yeah, that's Zeke. Ignorant. That's ignorant. Ooh. Ignorant. Circle the wagons. I'm there. I'm ready. 600 days, Matt. Have you ever not done something for 600 days and then tried to do it again? It is very yeah. difficult to to be good it's at something that you have not well. done in 600 days. Keep keep trade cut has him as the functional equivalent of Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that's better. Better in, in value. Ignorant. And Matt, if I had Calvin, let, let me see how how off the off the train you are here. Are, are if I offered you Calvin Ridley straight up for Jamar Chase, would you say no? Yes, I would say no. Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, for, for reference, Calvin Ridley is our wide receiver five in our five in our dynasty rankings. Um, so I don't really know how that works. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here for the ride, boys. I'm just here for the ride. It, it has been interesting these these rankings we've done tonight. Uh, how split we are with some of these players. Um, again, these are the players that are from 40 to 11. Uh, so how, old is, of, how old is Calvin Ridley, Drew? Matt, I'm making a point. 26, here, 27. How old is Ron Chase? The, these are players that can can shift up and down into, into tiers pretty easily throughout the season. So uh, it's interesting to see where we have guys higher and lower. Uh, moving on, number 17, Mike Evans. 16, Amari Cooper. 15, Keenan Allen. 14, Scarence Terrence McLaurin. 13, Chris Godwin, 12, DJ Moore, and 11, Mr. CeeDee Lamb, barely missing the top 10. And, boys, that's it. That's the rankings. Uh, we're not we're not talking about anybody else tonight. So just to recap, number 40, Michael Pittman Jr., 39, DJ Chark, 38, Jalen Waddell, 37, LaVisca Chanel, 36, Rashad Bateman, 35, Debo Samuel, 34, Tyler Boyd, 33, Adam Thielen, 32, Odell Beckham Jr., 31, Juju Smith-Schuster, TikTok star, 30, Deontay Johnson, 29, Brandon Ayuk, 28, Cortland Sutton, 6'4", Monster, 27, Jerry Judy, 26, Julio Jones, 25, Tyler, Mr. Hot Pocket Locket, 24, Devontae Smith, 23, T. Higgins, 22, Chase Claypool, 21, Bobby Big Time, Robert Woods, 20, too smooth, Kenny Galladay, 19, Cooper Cup, 18, Jamar Chase. Matt, what'd you call him? What was the nickname you gave him? Jamar of the Jungle. Jamar of the Jungle. Jungle. Or the Chosen One. Jamar of the Jungle is awful, man. 17, Mike Evans. 16, (laughs) 16, Amari Cooper. uh, 15, Keenan Allen. 14, Terry McLaurin. 13, Chris Godwin. 12, DJ Moore. 11, CeeDee Lamb. And that's the list. Let's go. All right. That's it. That's it for the show. Um, 
Anybody got final words? Marty, what was the thing you were going to say about Elijah Moore at the end? At, at there, what, you want to you want to end the show with it? Is that me or with Marty? Marty, what, you want to end the show with what you were about to say, Elijah Moore? Oh, I just <sighs> here we go. <laughs> I remember. I think it had it had something to do with like Dogecoin. Okay, yeah, we're gonna end the what? show. <laughs> like, all right, all right, we're gonna we're gonna Elijah Moore's just was Antonio Brown. All right. <laughs> Uh, what did you say? Elijah Moore is the next Antonio Brown. You heard it here first in the Fantasy Football Pals. Thanks for tuning in live on twitch.tv backslash Fantasy Football Pals every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we will see you next time. Drew, take us out, my friend. God, the Jets suck. Have a good weekend, everybody. J-E-T-S. Jets. 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 Jets.